Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Echo. This is episode 105. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by Jeff Mulvihill Jr. For the first time in a few weeks, finally sitting across the table from me. I'm sure you can tell on the, the audio quality. We have, I mean, we were here last week, but we are fully embraced into the, the winter sports season here. I know a good chunk of teams have at least played in a scrimmage at the very least at this point, if not playing their first regular season games. I know wrestling had at least a JV tournament up at Hug this past weekend. Uh, don't have much in the way of results there, but uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming this week in terms of coverage. Obviously a lot to talk about with the winter sports season kicking off. Wednesday's newspaper, you will see a Douglas girls basketball and a Carson boys basketball preview uh, coming this weekend will obviously be the the flip side of that, where we'll go Douglas boys basketball and Carson girls, and wrestling will be following there very quickly after. I know they moved out to uh, the Wilkins Invitational this this weekend. Uh, I think it was the Earl Wilkins Invitational, excuse me, uh, this this coming weekend for the first real varsity tournament. And then I know Douglas is hosting a JV tournament down in Minden as well, based off the schedule I'm looking at. Anybody who saw the uh, the column I wrote uh, in this past this past weekend knows that scheduling in the in the fall was a bit of a mess. So here's hoping that the schedules stay relatively consistent this winter. Uh, you know, you know, snow notwithstanding, right? I understand Mother Nature that that's unexpected. You can't can't schedule around that. You gotta you're gonna have to move stuff, especially in this part of the world. But um, man, you know, maybe don't maybe don't move games four times and then realize after you moved it the third time, there's also a conflict because there's a playoff game at the same time on the same field. Been there, done that. Yep, yep. And I know, I know, we got JV teams getting bust out to places really, really early um, and having to sit and wait because of bus shortages, and that is, you know, as a as a high school kid once back in the day, it's been a while. It was awesome to get out of school early and like, you know, go to go somewhere else. But we were getting out like 45 minutes early. We weren't leaving at 11 a.m. and missing half a day and then just being asked to sit at the the new or the whatever, whatever place we were playing at. So, uh, yeah, here's hoping scheduling's a little little clear this winter and um, we can we can roll from there. I'll, I didn't mean to start on a, a little bit of a whiny banter there, but. Moving into basketball, where Carson High boys hosted their first game of the season against Wooster. Uh, they fell to the Colts 60-55 to in OT. Pretty competitive game for a season opener. I mean, obviously, you're going to see some sloppy play. That is That comes, comes with the territory, just much like me and you trying to pick up a basketball for the first time and play a game. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. You know, everybody's getting used to playing uh, full speed with you know with teammates that they may not have have played with other than the, the previous couple of weeks, and you just gotta gotta find, kind of find that rhythm and figure out where you all you mesh as like a cohesive unit um, as you know five or even six seven eight eight players deep uh, for Carson, you know some some definitely some positive moments even in a even in a loss. I know obviously they're you look at an L instead of a, a win and it doesn't quite feel the same way, but. For a league game that, or for a non-league game that ultimately won't matter, as far as playoff seating is concerned, I think it was just probably good for for the coaching staff to see see what they've got, and of course they're going to be missing 
one of their returners, in fact, their leading scorer from from last year, returning leading scorer from last year, Michael Hughes, uh, talking to head coach Ty Golden uh, Hughes, who was an all-region honorable mention selection last season. Uh, Golden did not give me a timeline on when he was expected back, so I would guess it's going to be be a little bit, but they are expecting him back at some point this season. Uh, so Carson will be kind of making do in the meantime. Uh, against Wooster, though, you know, Justin Moore and Landon Hoff had had good games, really just battling down low. Uh, Justin Moore finished with 13 points. Landon Hoff had 12. They got scoring from a few other different places as well. Uh, J-Pith Banco had nine. Uh, Mo Fall had five, all five of which came in that first quarter. I think he also had three steals in the opening quarter as well. Uh, got a look at sophomore guard Isaac Chambers, who you can tell has has some elusiveness to him. Is definitely going to be be a nice piece for them. He had six points. Uh, going to continue to I think get more adjusted into that that offense, especially um, you know they're going to need some some help at guard until Hughes gets back on the floor. Uh, Jordan Tabarachi had had three points. Did a nice job of battling for some boards. You know, talking to Coach uh, Golden afterwards, he said the biggest thing for them is 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 he used you know toughness fight and I, I forget off the top of my head what the the third word was but they're not super concerned on a game to game basis with wins and losses i think that's probably the best way to to attack it for for a carson team that you know struggled definitely at times last year and uh, you know did not finish the season on a particularly high note i think dropping like their last 14 games of the year to to close out last season so making sure they can i think you know, play with that that toughness throughout the season will be a big thing for the the Carson boys there. Wooster did had some had some nice plays as well. Just honestly shot the ball really well. I don't have any final shooting statistics, but I think that was the one thing that uh, Coach Golden said was just that they they shot the ball better than they than Carson did, especially uh, especially late. And you know, Carson was able to kind of work their way back into it. Was able to force OT, which is always nice to see in a in a season opener because you know things happen people make mistakes it is what it is but i uh, got an ot and then yeah wooster kind of kind of held their own for the, that four minutes it was definitely uh wooster's ot period for sure but a good look at the the senator boys team here early on we'll see what they're able to do you know jeff and i were sitting here talking about it before the podcast but these both carson basketball teams hit the road here to start the season there's not gonna be a lot of home games for either side um the boys i don't think return home until december 14th um and the girls are away for their first six or seven games of the season as well before they play spanish springs on december 14th at home also so get your cars and basketball updates while you got them because otherwise we're just going to be rolling off of uh, box scores and and quotes so that is that for the the Carson boys said like I said we'll have more coming from the Carson girls basketball team uh, this this week after I talked to head coach Stephen Nichols this afternoon uh, we are taping this Monday morning for what it is worth uh, I got an interview set up with them as well as Douglas boys basketball for this afternoon so we'll have more coming there but to flip over to the Douglas girls side of things I know we touched on them a little bit last week. Uh, they are at home, along with the boys, but at home tomorrow against McQueen. Starting off league play, and then much like Carson, they hit the road for a little while uh, before returning home on December 8th and 9th versus Grants Pass and, and Elko. Grants Pass seems to always come down to, to Minden. I don't know what kind of deal they have set up, but it seems like uh, they are always making the trek down to to Minden there. And 
uh, always a good good game. Good to see what what they have uh, set up. I know that game against Elko is their Hall of Fame game as well for Douglas. So they will be int- introducing some new members into their Hall of Fame, which. For anybody who hasn't been in that gym recently, they have redesigned the uh, the wall or the spot where their little Hall of Fame plaques sit, at least in the gym. So it'd be cool cool to see that ceremony. Um, sorry, sidetracked a little bit off the girls team here, which could be kind of scary this year uh, for the, the rest of the North. I mean, obviously there's, you know, I think Minogue is kind of the top dog until they're not. Reno obviously had a good season last year. Head coach Jason Carter thinks Damani Ranch could be in the mix. You know, Galena's an up-and-coming program as well. Kind of going to be kind of interesting to see where where Douglas falls, but here's something I did not consider. There are, I believe, six players on this Douglas girls basketball team that have won a state title in another sport between girls golf and softball, which wow. that, you know, obviously doesn't translate one-for-one one into basketball, but... I think, as, as Coach Carter put it, was, you know, kind of know what it takes to to win or at least the work ethic. And, uh, you know, that's what you want to see as far as high school sports go. I'm not saying everybody's got to play every sport, but when you do have kids filter into to different areas, you can see how, how programs f- find kind of sustained success. And to be honest, that's what you're kind of looking at with Douglas Girls basketball. This could be the, the third year in a row. They are they are a good competitive team playing deep into the playoffs and uh, that's the expectation from from coach Jason Carter and company there. They expect to be deep in the playoffs this year and they're going to be doing a lot of what you're used to seeing a lot of inside out uh play there. They've got some some size on the inside between, you know, Logan Karwoski, Talia Tretton, uh some other some other pieces there. Of course, you know, they are both state champions in uh softball for Tretton and then girls golf for Karwoski. They also had have two other girls golfers on the team in Gianna Zinke and Madison Frisbee. Zora Simpson is, of course, back. Another state title winner from the softball scene. It was a solid piece for them last year. Uh, Sky Rasmussen is one of the captains alongside Karwoski uh, and will be another another big piece. Aaliyah Weaver, who was a, a first-team all-region selection last year. Mackenzie Main, Ashlyn Greenfield. A lot of returning pieces for this for this Douglas girls basketball team and we'll see what they look like here early on uh, you know i like i said i don't think they're trying to get too far ahead of themselves but they've got expectations set for this year and that can be a good thing you know it's not always necessarily a bad thing to to set the bar high that that can be that can be exactly what you need sometimes and I'd be curious to see how how they look they do get one test against bishop minogue before the break uh, that is on december 16th and it will be in minden as well that second meeting of course is will be at bishop minogue in late january um some i guess some caveats i'm not sure i touched on these last week but uh basketball here in northern nevada is all in foray this this winter i can't tell you how many times i've always said this fall <laughs> it's it's not fall anymore the other big change is, which we noticed in the Carson Wooster game, was we're not doing the one and one anymore in high school hoops. This is this is across the country. This isn't a Nevada thing. You're, you're right. I, I, that's that's odd that you say that because I had forgotten that was coming, and then I was watching the JV game, going, "What's going on? What? what something's different," and that explains it. So, if you understand the the fouling system in the NBA, then uh, 
this is what you're looking at now in high school sports. So instead of keeping a running tally through through each half of fouls, and then you know once you hit your seventh team foul, you do one and one, and then ten, you hit the double bonus. There's no more one and one. They just go straight to the double bonus, and it is kept by quarter. So if you hit your fifth team foul in a quarter, the other team shoot free throws. So it's mm-hmm. it's worth keeping in mind that their late game, you're being given up two free throws every time you have to foul. It's not. You know, we might give up one, and if they miss it, we get possession back. That I'm going to miss because that is free throws are a huge part of of the sport, and to eliminate that, we'll see. I guess I don't really have a strong stance if I agree one way or the other, but I am curious to see how it how it shakes out with it being the the first year they're doing it because it's going to change late game strategy for sure. Um, you know, being down by six may not feel as um, reachable as it as it once did given that you know going 0 for 1 at the free throw line is essentially a turnover and you get the ball back and you know you can make it a three-point game in a in a heartbeat whereas two free throws i would say players are more likely to hit one of them and that's going to push push a six-point game to seven which is three scores and that completely changes your scenarios and we saw it a little bit we saw it a little bit with with wooster i know uh carson was able to take advantage of that with some some free throws there in the third and fourth quarter as Wooster got into the the team foul stuff uh, pretty pretty early and often, but definitely something to to keep an eye on. I'm I'm curious how it shakes out. I'll definitely want to talk to some some players about it as they get used to it in in game. But it's going to be a, a little bit of a strategic change for for all these these basketball coaches who are used to doing things one way and now they they're going another. But that was an NFHS ruling, so that is That's across the across the nation. That is not a that is not a Nevada change. That is a USA high school sports change. So, in theory, it'll increase scoring. You know, you never know. But in kids, theory, kids, they gotta get to the. They gotta, gotta make free throws. Practice on that free throw. Gotta make your free throws. That's two points. That's a. You know, and, and it's really interesting that you that we're having this discussion because we were watching the JV game and it was the flip. Carson came back and won. Uh, for the JV boys and just the dynamics of, you know, we're four points down. We're not out of it. And sure enough, it was, it was came down to free throws. One team could make them and the other team couldn't. And, uh, it, it flipped the game. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when teams get a chance to shoot a lot more free throws, it, that is, it's going to be make or break. And, you know, not that I feel like I'm kind of nitpicking a little bit because, you know, that would be the same case in a one and one but when you get automatic two chances it it helps that you know you miss the first one you go okay you can still take a deep breath and go back and at least hit one or if you miss both i mean yeah can really hurt you late so we'll see it's a it's a unique change again i don't really have a stance on whether or not i agree with it i'm just kind of curious to see how it how it plays out I think I've now said that four or five times. So I think you get the point Uh, for everybody who hasn't looked this far ahead. uh, The state tournament this year for boys and girls basketball will be at Lawler, both uh, boys and girls in the 4A. Obviously, 5A state is just a southern region, so they will stay down in Las Vegas. I should preface that 3A and 2A state tournaments will also be at Lawler as well. But just strictly looking at the, the 4A for now. I think what's most interesting and maybe something I didn't fully 
grasp is that the 4A South is rather large, whereas the 4A North is, you know, your typical one league, nine teams, kind of the same nine you expect as as anybody who's been a 5A fan or a fan of teams in, in the 5A. But, you know, on the girls' side, there's 22 teams in the 4A South. And on the, the boys' side, there's 24. So, you know, they pulled up 12 teams into 5A Vegas South. But there's still a lot of a lot of good squads, I imagine, that could be coming out of Vegas looking to play for a state title. So that is very unique just to have so many teams on one side and, and not so many on the other. Uh, well, all- the, the scramble to learn about all these teams that we've not seen in well my time here we've never seen them so it'll be interesting to see i mean new new names of schools and wow yeah definitely some names on this list that i i am unfamiliar with obviously you know you see faith lutheran green valley basic cimarron memorial there's 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 definitely names in in the uh, vegas side of things where you're used to seeing them, but others, others I didn't even know existed until yeah. now. And we'll keep an eye on those as we get a little closer to the postseason time uh, and see who who is potentially competing for that that state tournament. But it's a big spread in the the Vegas side of things, so that should be interesting. And yeah, uh, what I was gonna say as well is that the four A North Regional tournaments for boys and girls will be taking all nine teams. So everybody's making the playoffs here in the North. Obviously, when you have nine teams go, your eight and nine seeds will play for the right to go play at the number one seed. Which, oh joy, whatever. Give them another game. I'm not gonna. I refuse to say that high school kids should play less sports. Give them two more games if you win. Yeah, true, true. Gives them two more games as well. So, yeah. I know I said last week we would touch on wrestling a little bit, but I think you're going to get more uh, more in-depth coverage from me this week in print, and then we will have a lot more to actually talk about on the podcast. And uh, fair warning to the coaches, I am we are definitely looking for for some guests this this winter. So keep your and phones. We yeah, we travel. We'll come to you. Don't Don't you worry. You don't have to. Come to us. You don't have to get in this intimidating studio that we got here. You can put, put all the lights on you. Just kidding. There's no video to this just yet, but maybe one day. But that should be interesting. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, I think that's about all I got for this week as far as the winter sports stuff goes. It's just kind of an exciting time as teams start to get a look at what it is they have and what it is they need to do. And you know, everybody's going to show show some weaknesses here early on, and it's where you where you go from there. And I think we've seen that from some of these programs in in the past few years. They you know maybe don't look so hot early, but then are competing for a, a state tournament spot. And I think that's the expectation again for for some of these schools in our coverage area. So be on the lookout. It's not going to be uh, you know a, a wash of a winter sports season. There's going to be some some kids and some teams that are going to be playing late into late in February because that state tournament is February 21st and 22nd. So otherwise I think that's going to do it for episode 105. Thanks of course to today's title sponsor that is played against sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out in the Topsy Lane shopping center or online at www.playedagainstsports. As always, you can hit my email inbox if you have any questions or any story ideas. That's going to be C-E-C-K-L at Nevada Appeal or sports at NevadaAppeal.com. And be sure to check out producer Jeff's work, instaimage.com there. 
Otherwise, that's going to do it for us, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.